Welcome. Welcome back, everybody, to the Game 5 Round 11 podcast live right here on my Twitch. If you're listening on any of the major podcast platforms, or you're watching on YouTube or you're watching the Twitch highlight, make sure you come by. We do this Thursdays, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We do an episode of the podcast live before anybody else even gets to listen to it. But welcome back, everybody. Everybody in the chat, welcome. Everybody who's listening, welcome. I am your host, Trep, joined by my wonderful co-host, Mr. Willis Big Will. We're back yet again for episode nine. You can probably hear it in my voice. I am a little stuffy. Right? I've been sick for like the past week. Um, so I'm going to do my best to mute my mic when I cough. But we're back, and we've had a, a decent amount of stuff happen since the last episode. Um, especially in the CDL world, because Roster Mania has officially begun uh, for the 2022-2023 season. And crazy stuff came out today, but we'll get into that in a minute. Because um, uh, we need to dive into the rosters that are for sure getting changed. Um, I think we saw all of Minnesota Rocker, all four players getting released. Um, I think Dave Patty is the only player left on Florida. Who knows what's going to happen to Paris? I think uh, Tom Gravity got released from Paris. And I know there's more. New York. I think that whole roster, besides Kismet, I, I'm not 100% sure about Kismet, but I know Krim and Paul X and Hydra, all of them. Free agents, whether restricted, unrestricted, they're all different. Uh, Bantz. Released from Toronto Ultra. I think Cami was also released from Toronto Ultra. I mean, just so... I mean, we are not even out of August yet. And there's so many roster changes already happening. We're already seeing so many players getting released from teams. And then the, <laughs> the big one that threw everybody for a loop a couple days ago. Optic Texas releasing Dashi and Illy. All right, that was that was a big one, and and I, even myself, I was sitting here texting Will like, "What the hell is going on?" I was like, "This doesn't make any sense." And today, just and I, you know, we don't know if this was a troll. Obviously, we're gonna get more information on this stuff as as time goes on. But today, out the Texas announces that no one's leaving. Ilian Dash here are still on. No one's getting dropped. But for days, they had us thinking that. Dashi and Illy were getting removed from the roster, and I'm hearing it was a troll. I'm hearing it wasn't a troll. Dashi himself said it wasn't a troll. There was just more stuff going on behind the scenes uh, for Optic Texas. I mean, Will, it's just been it's been a, a madness week because so many players are getting released. Uh, rosters are going to be shaken to the core. I think Arcity's even tweeted out restricted free agent question mark from Atlanta Phase. I mean, there's so much going on with these CDL teams right now. And if the rumors of the season starting earlier this year between November, December type area is true, they don't have that long to kind of get these rosters formed. No, I'm pretty sure new contracts can be signed on the 22nd. Of this month? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's, how, that's when it is. Okay, so this next week, you think we're going to hear... News of people signing on with yeah. other teams and such. I found it here. Uh, August 21st at 12 a.m., yeah, so. 
free agents can now sign new contracts. So if a team was keeping their players, they had they were allowed to move forward on that. August 14th, um, extensions for existing players must be exercised for this date and time. That means with optics sticking, they've actually known for a long time. Yeah, very true, very true. At least uh, people that had contracts. So the, the 21st, uh, new players can sign with new teams. Yeah. Um, and there's so many players that have been released, players that were really good this past year in Vanguard that are going to be looking for new teams. Uh, Afro from London. Uh, I think he he's a free agent. Um. And like we said, like Bance and Arcides even maybe, and then the whole Minnesota team and practically the whole Florida team and uh, practically the whole New York team. I mean, there's there's so many players available and not even mentioning, you know, Clayster, who's not on a team uh, or Karma hinting at a return, which I don't think will happen. Uh, but I mean, so many players that weren't on teams that should be on teams now now there's so many players that aren't on teams at all because their contracts aren't getting extended. And I think this is probably the craziest CDL offseason we've seen so far. And it's only been the offseason for about two weeks. So, who knows what's going to happen there. But it, on the topic of the, the, the roster mania stuff, in the podcast suggestions... Uh, section in my channel. Um, if you guys want to give us podcast suggestions, make sure you join the Discord and throw them in that channel. Any topics or discussions you want us to talk about. Um, Fun Bobby, he put in there, he was wondering, same thing as us, was Optic trolling about the tweets, but he posted that yesterday and the news came out today of, of Illy and Dashy staying on the team. So Fun Bobby, you did kind of call it. Saying, uh, wondering if it was a troll or not. I, I 100% believed it. I thought, you know, I thought Dashy and Illy were getting dropped. But yeah, apparently so not. Apparently not. The, but now, like, the biggest thing that's sticking out to me is Arsides. Him might not be on like, phase anymore. I feel like Arsides was trolling. He definitely could have been. I feel like. I feel like it wouldn't make much sense for them to change their roster at all, being just how successful they've been. Um, we'll just have to see, because there's, there's so much going on in terms of uh, rosters and, and teams trading and changing players. I mean, just so much going on. Um, Cliff says, I'm not in the loop of all these players, but is this some sort of like preparation for new games slash versions coming out? Technically... Technically, uh, I don't really think it has much to do with the Call of Duty games that come out. It has, it just has to do with the teams wanting the best chance at winning, you know. So like these pro players, they're obviously going to be good at whatever Call of Duty game they they play. So uh, in terms of that, they're they're just trying to give themselves the best opportunity to to uh, to win. All for one, ask: Do you think Optic would have been better off changing their roster? Uh, no, I think that roster can win as long as everyone takes it serious. 
Yeah. I, I want to see what that roster looks like uh, if Philly doesn't have his issues, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the Dash, he said it in his stream today. He said uh, before the Illy situation, they he thinks they were the most dominant team in the game, uh, which they were, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I I think they're I, – I was shocked at the troll news when the troll of, of Dashy and Illy was getting dropped came out. I, I, it was just, you know, didn't make any sense to me. Um, and and now they're they're confirmed to be back on Texas, and hopefully, you know, no more issues with Illy's thumb, and uh, they can have a good start to the season, especially if um, you know the season starts sooner this year, which I think would be really good for the players and just the league itself. Um, Cliff asked, "Do you think the capability to quote unquote self stream or solo franchise plays into getting into a team and then using the clout to go solo?" I don't. What does that mean? I, 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 the the what I can like compare this to is the the pro players saying, "Oh, this person's playing for stats. This person's playing for a spot." You know, that's kind of like, I don't think the self-streamer, self, the solo franchising, like, I don't think your name gets you, like, your your name can get you onto a team, but it's like, it's your talent that keeps you there. So it's like, yeah, of course, you know, the names like Simp, Abizi, Scump, you know, those guys were going to get signed. But uh, I think if you look at people like Attach, who had a bomb season last year with the Minnesota Rocker, but they didn't win anything, um... People, you know, were, were coming at him saying he was playing for a spot. He was caring all about his KD and his stats just to secure a spot. And obviously, he's not on Rocker anymore. So, I don't think, you know, I don't think um, having any, like, you know, big brand to yourself. I mean, Scump's the biggest brand in in the CDL. You know, he's the biggest name. Uh, and he, he's... He's obviously not going anywhere until he's ready to retire, but um, no, I, I don't think, you know, solo franchise or anything like that uh, has anything to do with, with people playing. Fun Bobby says, what are these rumors of Krim talking about retirement? Yeah, he, uh, at least according to a couple of days ago, he just hadn't had anybody reach out. So I think, I don't know, I... I don't know if I see Krim teaming or being on a bottom 12 team. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he'd rather retire than form a Paris Legion-style roster, you know? That's probably what that means. If he's not going to get any offers, and there's nothing he can do, you know? Yeah, and I think a lot of these older players are, like, starting to be on the outside looking in uh, yeah. in terms of, of competing anymore. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Krim retires. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. I know he probably wants another championship, but uh, he's almost 30. Clay's up there in age, too. Scum's on his way up. Um, Attach is up there. I mean, there's a lot of players that we've watched for years uh, that are still in that probably won't be in for much longer. You know, I give all of those people I just named maybe like two more years max. Uh, before we see all of them retire and not play in the league anymore. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Krim retire. I mean, 
He's the most he's the most winningest Call of Duty player of all time. So I mean, yeah. I don't think he's got anything else to prove. I well, I think he does to himself. Yeah, I think he. Uh, I don't know. Crim's a hard one to crack. He's so weird, man. Um, to be honest, I think if he doesn't have a roster that he think can be at least top four, I don't. I don't see him playing. Yeah, for sure. Just have to see what happens. Yeah, I just Krim is just such a you know, strict competitor. It's the only thing he wants to do is win. He doesn't play the he doesn't do this because it's fun necessarily. He's you know, it's what he's good at and he wants to be the best at it and that's what keeps him going. Not really anything else. Very true. Very, very true. Um Christine says Attach is a great player. Hope he makes it on a good team. I mean, I think Attach will get picked up for sure. I mean, after the after the yeah. year he had last year, uh, you know, I could see him going to something like Florida or or New York or something like that. You know, he was he was a great great AR last year. Uh, I think he was decent in Modern Warfare too. Which you know we're going back to uh, Modern Warfare two and on that engine and that gunplay and you know I think these players are going to be used to that and. Um, I think he'll make a team for sure. Uh, I don't think there's any any way anybody passes him up. Uh, Cliff says, "What I mean is, do you think some of these roster changes have something to do with the ability to get famous competing with the team, then leaving the team for self proprietor, meaning they are self employed and marketed at that point?" Uh, no, I don't think so. The the thing is, is like it's a franchise league, so no matter what, if they're gonna go back into the league, they have to be on a team. They can't really be solo. So, um, I I don't know. I I I'm mm, I don't I mean, think so. It's uh, it's so hard to get into the league now, and it's so picky that like I don't for I don't think anybody would just be like, yeah, I'm here for this season then I'm gone because I want to be a big streamer. I don't I don't think that's what's that's happening. Yeah, and, and you know, even names like FaZe and Optic, like um if you're on that team for a year, no one's gonna care after you're gone. You know, so it's like you know, and, and yeah. a lot Optics, of um a lot of these players have been competing for years. Yeah. You know, so it's like you know, it's not like I mean I don't think there's been one young gun who's come in and just joined a big organization and then dipped after a year and yeah i don't ever think that'll happen either so no i, I don't think so i, I don't yeah, think that's anybody's just, mindset I, think, I mean all these players that are in the league want to compete and win and stuff yeah so. i agree i don't like i say it's so hard to get into the league i don't think anybody's just going to come in for a year so they can go and kind of be on their own now yeah. i definitely think we have situations of players where Let's take Temp, for example, right? Like, team's pretty rough, but he played good all year. It, he, there are definitely some instances where he was probably stat padding a little bit. He could definitely use something like that to try and negotiate himself onto a better team or a higher paycheck or something like that. You know, people, you know, they, they I do think sometimes players will play a bit selfishly to save their, um, their, the word I'm trying to, like, I can't think of the word I'm trying to figure out. Reputation. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause nobody wants to be, like, if you're on a bottom 12 team, 
and you have like a point seven, the odds of you getting picked up again next year are pretty low. You know what I'm saying? So I I think those teams that we do see who kind of stick tenth, eleventh, twelfth all year long, there's always going to be one or two players on each of those teams, those three teams that are you know not they don't really seem like they're playing the team game. They're kind of doing everything in their power to stay above a 1.0 and go off and drop the, the 40 kill games even though their team loses by 100 points. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, Cliff said that uh, I think once they have it, they're doing what they do for a steady paycheck. Uh, but being on some of these teams, the org kind of takes advantage of their notoriety or lack thereof. Uh, I mean, I view, I view the CDL kind of like professional sports in a way, where like, yes, these players are getting signed on on a on a base contract, you know, and probably most of them are probably cruising throughout the season because they're they're making that that base year salary no matter what. Uh, but I think a lot of the players that get signed on these teams, I mean, it's a million-dollar league. Uh, I don't think anybody's sitting here like, oh, yes, I got my paycheck. No, I don't have to try as hard. You know, uh, now there probably are some instances to where, you know, they probably don't try as hard as they could. Um, but I think most of these, these guys, uh, they're doing it because they love the game. He says, think Z-Lander, he joined Optic after he got quote-unquote famous or well-known, but the opposite could be just as true. I mean, he joined Optic because he was famous slash well-known. Yeah, you know, he was, he was situations, a top Warzone player. In situations like that, you gotta, they don't, you know, they join orgs because of the representation and opportunity it brings. You know what I'm saying? Like Z-Lander by himself, yeah, he was racking in thousands of subs, he was winning in Warzone tournaments, he was doing his thing. <laughs> And I'm sure it wasn't too hard for him to get a sponsor here and there. But the thing is, is like, when you're a part of that organization, they handle all of that. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't have to be the one out there, you know, peddling his um, his brand and stuff to the, the sponsorship. You know, if Optic gets a sponsor, he now has a new sponsor. Unless it's like specifically for... Optic Texas yeah. or like the Dallas Fuel or something like that. But if Optic Gaming as a whole gets a new sponsor, Zlander now has a new sponsor, right? And it makes it a bit it's just a it's a bit easier, right? So instead of having to do all that extra work himself to build up a brand, he when people join these organizations, you know, they now have the help of the organization to make them bigger. And if something ever happens where he's out of Optic, you know, he now has that on his resume of, you know, as long as nothing bad happens for him to get removed from Optic, you know, he now has, I was a part of Optic Gaming and, um, you know, it, it's just, a, it's really good. I think a lot of players, but the thing is though, which if, if you're asking in specifically in regards to um, like the CDL, that's a really hard thing for players to bank on because you you never know. You know what I'm saying you could be gone. Yeah, true. And plus, I think it's I think it's different for CDL players compared to 
Warzone players or content creators or streamers or anything like that. I think I, I think it's completely different because yeah, you know, Zlander competes in Warzone and you know all this kind of stuff, but you know he's not like his living didn't come from him joining Optic. Like he was already making a living off of streaming and making content. Whereas, like Will said, you know these players who play on the CDL teams. You know, they, they have these contracts and like their whole goal is to make sure they get that plus one year extension and they're on a team that following year, you know, because that's their living. You know, most of these guys don't stream or make content, you know, yeah. they they got to keep on top of their game if if they want to, you know, make sure they're able to make a living that next year. So, yeah, I think there is a difference. I mean, I think, yeah, you look at content creators, they join these orgs for the clout, for the the people that are going to come in and see, you know, oh, Zlaner just joined Optic. I didn't know who Zlaner was, but I follow Optic, so now I know who Zlaner is. You know, it's yeah. like, I knew who Zlaner was before he joined Optic. But, like, anybody who follows Optic, like Christine, like you said, you've never heard of Zlaner. Um, and if you start showing up in Optic videos, and you might look at a stream. That's the whole thing right there. It's like, they join these organizations to get more clout, to get more eyes on them. So yeah, it's it's definitely a give and take. You know what I'm saying? I, there's a lot of people in the league who I'm sure would like to be on Atlanta Phase, or you know, Optic, or I guess New York would be the next biggest in terms of following. But the thing is, is I think a lot of players also have come to grips with the fact that they'll never be on Optic, and that goes so far to say that there's some players who probably don't ever want to be on Optic. I mean, you think about people like Ake back when he was competing. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't want anything to do with optic because the fan he just you know the fans made his life hell yeah uh he loved messing with them so i i think it just comes down to it really does come down to individual players i think there are some people who would love to be on optic and kind of rack that in but one thing we've seen with a lot of people who do go to optic they don't do anything with it you know there's a lot of people that have been on optic that have had the potential to turn into like really big content creators that just never did, you know. I mean, a couple of examples of that is like, like Karma. Yeah, I think Karma, Karma is, is one of them. Naturally, insanely good at every video game he plays. He's funny, and like, just kind of the way he interacts with people and like things he's doing is very entertaining to watch. He's kind of, I don't want to say dopey, but he is just kind of like. He's just kind of a naturally silly kind of guy, you know, and so if when he got dropped or when he retired, if he had kept, if he had come straight to uh, Optic and just start pumping content, pumping content, pumping content, I think he, I think he would probably be as big as, I mean, like people like Nick Merckx and Tim the Tatman and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? But he just didn't. And there's other people too that, you know, Karma's not just the only example, you know, look at people like Big Timer, he put all of his dedication into stocks and now he runs like his he runs his stock his stock his trading school and stuff like that and that's all good but if he wanted to he could have been a massive creator bose could have been a massive creator maniac maniac when he was vlogging every day back at the optic house was killing it you know yeah. saying like there was no question that like his vlogs and stuff like that were the best coming out of the optic camp there you know what i'm saying because hitch would put one out every few days or something like that. And Hex, Hex had like his daily blog, but Hex's vlogs were always just like, all right, we're going to the scuff house. Let's see who's awake. We're done. You know, and Maniac would do like just dumb stuff in his vlogs. And 
you know, the difference between his vlogs and Hex's vlogs is Hex would go see the guys, and that was it. You know, Maniac was actually there living with them, and so, you know, he would, would do stuff with the optic people, and it just gave, like, a good in-depth look of, like, what that housing situation actually was like at the Scuff House. And so, yeah, I think there's a lot of people who um would love to join, like, Optic and FaZe, but the big thing is, is, like, if you're going to join those teams, you have to be willing to adapt to kind of their methods, their their formulas. You know what I'm saying? Because if not, you're just going to, you know, all of that clout that you now have, that's gone the second you're off the team if you don't learn how to adapt to their, their clout. I mean, look at someone like Zuma. He wasn't on phase when he retired, but his stream still popped off so much so that, like, when he started looking, openly looking for organizations, I mean, 100 Thieves, Optic, and FaZe were all right there instantly throwing uh, salaries and stuff at them, you know what I'm saying? So, I, you know, to kind of sum all that up, yeah, there are definitely players who want to chase that clout, who want to get on that big team just to collect the paycheck and all the all the nice benefits that come with it, but in reality, you're not going to get anything good from that on the long term unless you actually put the work in, you know, because... Unless unless you're doing stuff, you're you're not gonna make it on those teams. I mean, even like Imbos and Maniac, it seems like they weren't they never did much, but you know, you listen to Hex talk about them and you know, it becomes very evident that they've always kind of been there in the background doing stuff, just not on camera. Yeah. Yeah. And I think going back to like people like Karma and Bose and them, you know, not really doing much with content. I think they just needed a break. Uh I think they they been doing Call of Duty for so long and like they've been a part of Optic and like Hex has always adopted that content first mentality of of building a brand outside of the game they're playing. And so I think they just needed a break. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if eventually, you know, we see Karma start coming back a little bit more regularly. Uh or or even Bose comes back and does some streams. Big T's already streaming pretty consistently now. So I mean I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if if any of them do come back a little bit. I think I think they just they put so much time into the competing and then already on the content side for Optic that they just needed to step away for a little bit and and live life. Yeah. Of course, you know Karma's got a daughter and you know she's not getting younger. You know she's probably what. First, second, she's, third grade, older, she's older than that, maybe. I mean, hell, I don't yeah, even she's know. She's like eleven or twelve years old. Yeah, now. yeah. She's, so I mean, they're probably just probably, probably just living life. Christine wants to know: Do you think Zuma would come back and play competitive? Nah. Nah. Zuma is raking in the dough. That man, uh, you know, I think even if he he wanted to, he would force himself not to, because I mean, he's he's doing exceptionally well in you know with 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 the flank and and just making content uh that man has thousands on thousands of people watching him every single day so uh yeah i i don't think the big thing with zuma i don't know if like he's ever come out with like a actual explanation of what is wrong with him but he does have some type of really bad hand thing i don't know if it's osteoporosis or what but like he actually can't Play COD on controller too much. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, I, I, yeah, he, he, I mean, he doesn't play 
control of much of anything anymore. I mean, I, I know he still does, but like it's not hours on end like he used to. So, and I, and I doubt he can even do that if he want, even if he wanted to. So, um, I mean, so much, so much CDL stuff happening recently. But we're gonna move forward because I know probably by this time next week we're gonna have even more CDL stuff to talk about. But we've had a lot of. We've had a little bit of Modern Warfare 2 news happen since the last episode. Uh, and today, uh, Season s- 5. Yeah, Season 5 uh, for, for Warzone slash Vanguard is, is releasing on August 24th. But before that, Modern Warfare 2, uh, of course, releasing on October, October 28th. But... Uh, and we talked about, you know, Call of Duty Next and the beta. We talked about that last week. If you haven't watched last week's episode, make sure you go check that episode out. Or if you haven't listened to it, make sure you go listen to it. Um, uh, now they're, they're doing something different this year, Will, where they're releasing the campaign early, a week early before the game launches. Um, yeah. For anybody who pre-orders it digitally. Um, I think that's dope. Because I remember uh, me and you have been friends since Black Ops 4, and we've been on every single Call of Duty release night. And uh, I know I've always made the argument, I don't play the campaigns because I want to play multiplayer more. Well, now I don't have an argument for that because the campaign will be releasing a week before multiplayer does. I'll be able to stream it. Be able to play the campaign. And I know the mod- I played like half of the Modern Warfare campaign, and I know it was a really, really good campaign. People love the campaign, um, so I think this is really cool because you know now there people like me, the hardcore multiplayer players, um, you don't get to play multiplayer, but you do get to play the game earlier than the actual release, and you'll have your little bit of your your multiplayer fill from the beta, and then sit down for a week finish the campaign, play the campaign. By the time you're done with it, the game will be releasing. You know, so it's like, I think that's dope. I think it's dope they, they are releasing the uh, the campaign a week. Are you going to play the campaign? Uh, yeah, probably. I'm sure I will. Did you, did you play the Modern Warfare one? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where I stand. I don't know if I stand on the idea that I want them to go multiplayer only or if they should keep doing campaigns. I, I think... think Infinity Ward should keep doing uh, campaigns. I think they do them really, really well. Other ones, you know, I mean, Treyarch's, they're, they're Treyarch's Cold War campaign, I mean, it was nothing special. Uh, Vanguard's, very short. Vanguard's campaign was nothing special. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, and plus, you know, it helps Infinity Ward because... Uh, they're bringing back all these iconic characters, you know, Price is back, Soap, Ghost, you know, they're bringing back all these iconic characters from many, many years ago, and, and of course, people are going to be really excited about that. Um, ooh, I almost forgot about this, Will. The leaked Warzone 2 release date. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot that even came out a couple of days ago. Uh... Supposedly, Warzone 2 will be releasing on November 16th. And it seems that everybody on Twitter, Charlie Intel, Modern Warzone, all these people are, like, very certain that this is correct. Like, they, they have, they're, they're over here putting tweets out, like, Warzone 2 releasing November 16th. Like, there's been no official confirmation from Activision or from Infinity Ward that that's the release date. But, um, 
season five of Warzone and Vanguard comes out on August 24th, and, and apparently the, the dates line up from August 24th to November 16th. Uh, the, the dates line up. So, um, what, what are because that's a that's a that's three weeks after Modern Warfare Two releases. That's a very yeah. short window for for Warzone Two to be releasing. Would that be the like the launch of season one, or is that like? I'm guessing. I mean, there's uh, I don't remember how they did it for Warzone, but uh, I know when Modern Warfare came out, there was like a delay between launch yeah. of Modern Warfare and season one. So, um. With Modern Warfare 2 releasing on the 28th of October, I'm guessing November 16th would be the start of Season 1. Uh, which, I mean, hey, that, that comes into line with what the Ghost of Hope was talking about for the CDL. With mm-hmm. possibly ranked play getting put in on November 16th now. With Warzone 2 releasing. Uh, and the CDL starting. So, I mean, the, the, the more information that comes out, the more it's... Excuse me. The more it's looking likely that that date is is going to be the Warzone Two slash Season One start for Modern Warfare Two, which, like I said, that's that's three weeks after Modern Warfare Two releases. You know, that's that's a short window. Uh, so you get Modern Warfare Two pubs and GBs for three weeks before Warzone Two drops. Um. Do you think it dropping three weeks after the game is a good thing? I mean, I think people really want Warzone 2 at this point. Yeah, I I like the idea that they're kind of making everything move along a little, a little bit faster now, you know? Um, it's, I don't really have much to say on the Warzone side. I know a lot of people are really sick of Warzone, um, including, like, the people that play it, you know, literally every day, like Tim and Teep and everybody, so... Uh, I'm I'm sure they're very excited. I I'm excited to give it a try. I like that it's you know not too far away and stuff like that. For me though, I'm just more interested on like the implications of how that of what that has on like the competitive scene. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Warzone. You know, Warzone Two has the potential to be really good if they actually listen to the feedback and change the things that people want changed and stuff like that. But um, you know. I think the CDL has too much money put into it by the teams now for it to still have as many issues as it does. So I'd just like to see some good changes come from that. And if things are starting earlier, that's one massive, you know, good change. Yeah. Which I think that would be, that'd be big. And uh, as of right now, it's looking likely that 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 is going to happen. Today, Season 5 was announced for, for Vanguard and Warzone, and this is the craziest season I've seen since we've started with the Battle Pass system in Modern Warfare. Um, we have Raul Menendez from Black Ops 2 returning. We have Rourke from Ghosts returning. And we have Seraph from Black Ops 3 returning. And... Um, one more guy, I think he was from uh, War at War or uh, Black Ops, maybe. I don't really remember. Um, one more iconic villain of uh, Call of Duty returning. Um, 
There was there. If you guys want to see the the cinematic trailer, you can go to Charlie Intel on Twitter. They have that cinematic trailer out there. Uh, you can find it all over Twitter. It's on YouTube now too, as well, probably. So you can find it and watch it there. Um, the EM one from Advanced Warfare. Uh, the laser gun is returning to Call of Duty. Uh, is it gonna be a laser gun? <laughs> yes. Uh, I guess I can't uh, be uh, shot. Oh, it's Kalida said. Khalid Assad, uh, that's right. For those of you that played COD 4, that's the guy that uh, uh, at the beginning of COD 4 has the golden deagle and shoots uh, someone. I'm not going to say the full sentence because I'm not trying to end up on a list. <laughs> but, uh, the EM-1 from Advanced Warfare is returning. Uh, supposedly the F-2000 from Modern Warfare 2 is returning to Call of Duty. Uh, this season is called... Called to do Warzone Last Stand. Season 5 is called Last Stand. Um, and this is a weird season because <laughs> I remember in the beginning when Warzone started, they tried to create a story with it through Modern Warfare, through Black Ops, and now it's just kind of like, they're just like, you know what, fuck it. Just fuck it. You know, this is it. This is the end of Warzone 1. This is the last <laughs> Warzone 1 season. Do whatever the fuck you want. You know, put whoever you want in there. Put whatever gun you want in there. You know, they're making uh, Peak have lava come out of it. They're making Peak erupt uh, in Season 5. I mean, it's it just... It, I have a picture here. Um, they, yeah, they're, they're, they're updating Peak on Caldera. Um, Operation Last Call. Uh, and, Will, this is very interesting. Uh, it's a... Search and destroy game mode in Warzone on Caldera. Is it, it like? I I I don't know how it's work. I don't know how it's gonna work. I think I can probably find something I'm on here about it. Looking at the it. roadmap right now, I don't. <laughs> <coughs> um. Heroes versus villains community event. Um, Rebirth Island Resurgence Supreme. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, Rage Serum. I saw that. It's it's some kind of serum you inject and you get like extra lunge on melees and like ten times melee damage and just some crazy shit. Um no idea what the doomsday station is. Personal supply box, I'm guessing that's just like a crate. Uh supply box UAV kill streak. I, I don't know what the hell that is either. A new zombies map coming in for Vanguard. Or anybody who still plays Vanguard. And then on multiplayer side for Vanguard, you got uh, Beheaded and Fortress, two new maps being added in into Vanguard. Um, the EX1, there it is right there on the roadmap from Advanced Warfare. I don't even want to know why they're adding that in, but it's happening. Uh, like we said, Raul, Menen Raul Menendez, uh, Khalid Al-Assad, uh, Seraph and Gabriel Rourke all getting added in to the game. Uh, some other new weapons, uh, the Valios Revolver, the RA-225, I'm guessing that kind of looks like a submachine gun, the BP-50, which I'm thinking is the F-2000, and, uh, the Liena-57, which looks like an assault rifle, maybe, uh... Looks like an LMG. May maybe an LMG or a, or a marksman, who knows? SMG um, looks like one from Black Ops 1. It looks weird. Looks like a nail gun, kind of. Uh, and then uh, a bunch of new uh, 
bundles coming out for for the new yeah. season. It looks like um, the Spectre from Black Ops One. <laughs> so yeah, um, or the PM sixty three, one of those two. Lot of lot of new stuff. Uh, there's a new Gulag coming to Caldera, which is nice because we've had the same Gulag for who knows how fucking long. Um. New and called there on release, Doomsday Station, whatever that is. Supply box UAV will mark nearby unopened supply boxes on the player's tap map for around 15 seconds, so you can see supply boxes around you. A personal supply box and a raid serum. Filigrades allows you to become more violently unstable. Charlie Intel's words, not mine. Um... The storm has cleared on Caldera, the sunlight peeking through the volcano's billowing smoke. Rebirth Island sees new lighting changes as well, featuring a warm, lush sunset casting a vibrant hue over the map. So some lighting changes coming to, to both maps. Here it is. Operation Last Call Mode in Caldera is based off of Search and Destroy. You can either defend bomb sites or plant at different locations to cause shifts across the map. Lava rocks also fall across the map in this limited time mode. Um... I probably will not play it, but cool. Season 5 goes live August 24th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central Time. Uh, update goes live in Vanguard on the 23rd, and then the Warzone goes up on the 24th. Um, Vanguard Times Warzone Season 5 Last Stand is the final season of content for this year. Begins August 24th. There will be a Season 5 Reloaded update per the blog, too, after... We move into Warzone 2 and MW2. This season looks weird. It, it, it really looks like they just, you know, said throw everything you got at it. Uh, do whatever you want to it. That's, that's what it looks like. I mean, obviously, you know, everybody's asking for new content. Everybody's wanting new content for Warzone and... And they're wanting something new to do in it, and they're delivering. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's it's going to feel like we just added the charge rifle from Apex into Warzone. Like, people are going to be running around with a laser gun while I'm shooting my STG. I mean, this is just going to be, you know, I think, like, like I said, I think they just said, hey, do whatever, do whatever you want. It's the last season. We don't care. Um, but it is going to be interesting. Um, Cliff has a question. I got a question uh, of the week before you guys end. You guys go about an hour before you start playing, correct? Yeah. Uh, so everybody who, who's listening to the podcast, uh, here on my Twitch, we, we start with the podcast on Thursdays, and then after the podcast, we move into playing some games. So uh, we don't just do the podcast here. Uh, so if you want to watch the podcast and then stick around to hang out with chat and play some games and, and just talk, we do that here too. Um Lund says, I feel like it's good for the grind those few weeks of leveling up to have good guns for Warzone, not to mention finding out the meta guns when Warzone 2 drops, which he's referring to the, the three-week period from Modern Warfare 2 releasing to uh, Warzone 2. Um, I kind of want my output this year around Call of Duty is like, obviously, I'm going to play um, I'm going to play both of them, but I really want Modern Warfare 2 to be, you know, I don't want it to be like how Cold War and Vanguard was to me. You know, those were just my Warzone gun level up games. You know, I want Modern Warfare 2 to be fun. You know, like if no one's on 
and and it's just me and Will, and you know we're kind of just like, oh, I don't really feel like playing Warzone. We can play pubs. You know, we can run around on Modern Warfare 2. You know, that's that's what I want Modern Warfare 2 to be, and I hope it is that. Uh, obviously, I am going to use Modern Warfare 2 to level up my Warzone guns, but I, I do want to go back to the game and just play to play, you know, and have fun with it. That's that's what I want Modern Warfare 2 to be. Um, and plus, it would be, it'd be even better if Warzone 2, there was an easier way to level up your guns. Uh, if there is, then that's great, because then I can just treat Modern Warfare 2 just like a pub. I, I don't have to play pubs, you know? I don't, I don't have to focus on leveling up my Warzone guns, because I can do that on Warzone 2. So... That's that's what I want. I mean, yeah, the the three week period is gonna be nice to, you know, level up weapons and get them ready for Warzone two and stuff like that, and figure out you know what the good guns are and then all this kind of stuff. But uh, I'm obviously gonna do that. But I'm gonna treat you know the launch of Modern Warfare two like, hey, brand new Kai, let's get on and game with the boys, and I'm gonna use whatever I feel like using. You know, I don't really care if I go into Warzone two and they're like, oh, this LMG's right here is the meta, and I gotta go back and level it up. I'm not really gonna care because I'm gonna treat that launch how I always treat launches of Call of Duty, where I just get on with the guys and and game for hours on end and have a good time. That's the, the goal. If the if the game sucks, Warzone two comes out like you know only a month or so afterwards. So. Yeah, yeah, and if. The game's trash, and we get Warzone 2 three weeks afterwards, so, you know, no big deal. I guess. Um, PC question. Is PS5 better than PC? No, not by a long shot. <laughs> yeah, PS5, the, the new consoles, the Xbox Series X, right, and the PS5, um, they're fine. They're perfectly fine. If that's what you have to get, yeah, that's what you want, get it. Uh, the the ceiling for the potential of like what you can do on a PC is higher though. Yeah, just, um, listen listen to me, everybody. All right, if you're a casual gamer, don't buy a two thousand dollar computer. All right, don't do it. Buy an upgraded console. Okay, yeah, if, buy a, buy, an buy a PS Five, buy an Xbox buy Series X. If you're a casual gamer who just likes playing, don't buy a PC. All right, we buy the PCs because we want the competitive edge. All right, I want the competitive edge in Warzone. You know, that's why I play on PC. Um, like Will said, the the ceiling's much higher for, you know, being able to do stuff on PC. But if you're a casual gamer who just likes to sit down and play games with your friends and you don't take anything seriously, just buy a console. I'm eventually going to get a console. I eventually will get an upgraded console because I miss console gaming. I love console gaming. I'll get one. I don't care if it collects dust. I'll fucking get a TV in here and I'll use it and, you know, I'll play whatever games I feel like playing on it, you know? Just get a console if you're, if you're a casual gamer um, yeah. because it's just not worth having a PC. If you're sitting there, you know, if you're sitting there playing on a couch and kind of hanging out, play with the homies every so often... You don't need a. You don't need a console, you know, or you don't need a PC. You know what I'm saying? But if you're gonna sit there and if you're gonna you know, play on a 144 hertz monitor with like top of the line headphones and sound and stuff like that, yeah, at that point you might want to look into getting a PC. But if gaming for you is open a cold one after you get home from work, play for two hours until you gotta cook dinner or go to bed or whatever on your couch on your 75 inch flat screen yeah yeah don't, don't get a pc yeah you know what I'm saying? 
it, unless it, you want to. It, you know, if, if you're wanting to get it, the thing is, you can't really play a PC uh, on like a flat screen. So if that's how you prefer to play video games and you don't want to change that, stick with the consoles. But if you're looking to get into it, if you're trying to figure out, you know, what's going to give me the best, you know, bang for my buck. Uh, yeah, PCs are pretty good. It's just a, it's a hefty price to get into it. Yeah, for sure. If it were me and I was a casual gamer and I wasn't doing the whole streaming stuff, boy, I'd still be on console. Yeah, I'd still be on console. I still play COD on console. Uh, Will talking... Will still plays on console. Yeah, only yeah. only the games that I can adjust the FOV on. But... Yeah, yeah. Which is why we're we're hoping Modern Warfare Two and Warzone Two can get that FOV adjusted, so Will can game more. Yeah, but yeah, get a console, get a PS Five, get an Xbox Series X for sure. Um, question of the week from Cliff. I like this. I like question of the week. We should always have a question of the week, Will, from anyone in yeah. chat. Someone should have a question of the week ready. Cliff, if you want to do it every week, you can. That's fine. Would you rather become popular for winning every game you played or become popular for how you play slash entertain? Uh, I feel like I feel like, like we've 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 asked ourselves this question a couple of times. I'd rather just I I don't want I'd rather have it come from you know entertainment i don't want to be the literal best at every single game you know how much you got to try and how much you have to play and like how much dedication it takes to be the best you know what i'm saying like i i think if anyone is kind of a you know good at call of duty i think if you sat down and really pushed it you could probably go pro i think it's pretty possible for a lot of people um but that's not what i want to do yeah. If I was going to blow up from streaming and stuff like that, I'd rather it just be because people find me funny. You know what I'm saying? Because then on days where I'm not playing too well or I don't really feel like playing, you know, I can just pop up a just chatting stream and I know people will still be there. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the big thing. I'd rather be entertaining because then I can do whatever I want on my stream and it's not going to be dependent on what I'm playing. True. True. Um, I, w- I would say entertain, but... I have no sense of humor, so, and practically the only thing I got going for me is how good I am at a game. Uh, so, being good at the game I play would like be more natural to me, because I have that very competitive edge. Um, but it would it would obviously be easier, you know, just to be able to, you know, throw up a stream and and hang out with people and be funny and you know not have to worry about, you know, being really really good at a game. Um, but I think more natural for me, it would be, it'd be more natural for me, uh, becoming popular for winning every game, uh, I played because, I mean, I just have that very deep competitive aspect to me and like, I want to win every time I play Warzone. So it's like, you know, if I'm not playing well, y'all have seen me lose full when I'm not playing well. So yeah, I would probably that one for me, but the entertainment one would be very chill. Which is, I could see plenty of people wanting to do that. Um, when is the new X coming out? I'm guessing you mean the new Xbox? Isn't it already out? It's already out, right? Is there a new one? Or maybe maybe there's a slim version. I think I heard something about a slim version coming out. I don't know. Maybe. 
I'm not sure. I'm not sure, Rare Bird. I, they're my, I mean, they're doing so much with these consoles, bro. Let's look it up. I don't see anything about a new X coming out. I mean, they could be working on like a slim version of the Series X or a different type of the Series X. But I do know the red the initial Series X is out right now, Rare Bird. Uh, oh, X is two years old? I mean, yeah, but that's not old. You won't see a new console till like 2030. All right, from the Series X to the PS5. Uh, those will be current gen for uh, quite a while. So there, there won't be any new consoles for a little bit. Um, those consoles are perfectly fine, too. Perfectly fine consoles. Uh, any thoughts on Skytech Prism 2? I have no idea what that is. No idea, JMR. Sorry. We'll look it up. Well, we'll look it up, though. Uh, I'm guessing it's like a PC... He said he got his daughter a Skytech Prism 2 with a 3080 Ti. Good graphics card. Yeah. What's the um, What's the processor in it? Saying it's a pre-built PC. I mean, if it's got a 3080 Ti in it, then it's got to be good. It's it's uh It's rare to get a bad pre-built PC today, man. Yeah. Um you're lucky to as find a PC as, that's below $1,000. That's yeah, crazy. as long as you're looking at the parts inside of it to make sure it's not, you know, you're not paying three grand for four-year-old parts or anything like that. Um, yeah, it's hard to find a bad pre-built PC. Uh, I just always look at the reviews on stuff if you're looking to buy a pre-built PC. Check your reviews. Um, look at other websites to compare cost prices and stuff like that, compare their reviews on their websites. It's um, all you got to do. Most, most, it's kind of hard. I, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Most like pre-built PC people are actually building pre-built pre PCs instead of just packing together a bunch of, uh, you know, just random parts and throwing them out. It's uh, it's not like you're gonna pay three thousand dollars nowadays and get a integrated graphics card or anything like that. Yeah. Pre, if you like, like anybody who's looking to get a PC, I recommend going pre-built first and then upgrading that PC over time. Uh, you know, especially if you're just gonna use it for gaming and stuff. You know, no streaming, nothing like that. Uh, get a pre-built and then upgrade it over time. You know, and it, it doesn't even have to be massive upgrades. Uh, but yeah, I mean, hey, JMR, that, that PC sounds just fine, man. Your daughter will probably love it. Um, yeah. Will, is there anything you want to talk about? Anything you've seen that caught your eye in the gaming world? Uh, nothing really. Kind of everything that was on my mind was the, you know, all the CDL stuff that we talked about. Yeah, all, all that crazy nonsense. Uh... We're back to grinding Minecraft, which is interesting. Yeah. Guys, if, if you want to come out to the stream sometime, 
playing a lot of Call of Duty and Minecraft, uh, our own little SMP server with FSG. Uh, I stream every Monday through Thursday and Saturday. Um, and of course, Thursdays us doing the podcast. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's talk about. Well, we've we've talked about Minecraft a little bit. Are you at all surprised at the fact that Minecraft is still the most popular game in the world? No, it's just it's too. It's too. It's valuable. too. It's it's too. Do too much with it. Consu- it's so consumer friendly. I mean, it, it, it's just like, and, and when you think Minecraft can't make the game, or Mojang can't make the game, or Microsoft can't make the game any better, yeah. they they do something to it that expands it. I, I, I was, I think you were in my stream last night when I was playing, and I was, the, the Caves and Cliffs update that came out not too long ago for Minecraft. I mean, they, that has changed the game in an unbelievable way. I mean, I remember sitting there last night, and I was like, dude, I played this game when I was 13, and caves were barely bigger than houses. And now caves are just monstrous. And I love the fact that I'm almost 23 years old. I've been playing this game for almost 10 years of my life, and I still love playing it. And, I, and, and I've said it before, I think Minecraft will continue to be the number one game throughout my lifetime. Because, I mean, there's just... It's endless um, for what they could do with that game. Um, but are, there, are there any more topics for us to cover this week? I mean, I think, I think news is going to be a little slow um, as we ramp up and start going towards Modern Warfare 2. Like I said, I said, I think I said it last week. You know, right when we start getting towards Call of Duty next and more information about all these games starts coming out, that's when we're able to... Uh, and, of course, the roster mania with the CDL. I mean, that's going to start ramping up, too. Uh, there'll be a lot more to talk about in the coming weeks, uh, which will be very exciting. But, yeah, are there, are there any other topics right now? I mean, I think we've covered practically everything that happened this past week. And I think we have. I can't think of anything else. I think we have. Do you think you'll ever get to modded? Ooh, modded Minecraft. Who knows, Mommer? Who knows? It might happen. It might not happen. Maybe to maybe to a really simple extent. I don't think we'll ever. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever stuff. add feed the beast yeah. to the server uh, or anything like that. But yeah, maybe a simple extent. Uh, who knows? But everybody, thank you so much for for watching. If you're here in the chat, watching on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much for listening on any of the major podcast platforms. Go ahead and drop us a follow, man. New episodes every week. Uh, and, and and more news is going to start ramping up. We're going to have so much more stuff to talk about. I cannot wait for Call of Duty next version of the podcast because that's going to have a shit ton of stuff for us to talk about. Release weekend of the podcast. We get to do an episode before Modern Warfare 2 drops. The beta episodes of the podcast. I mean, there's so much Call of Duty stuff and not even to mention all the roster mania stuff that we don't even know yet. I mean, there's so much CDL stuff, Call of Duty stuff, Warzone 2. I mean, there there's just... So much for us to talk about. Make sure you're here on Thursdays, everyone, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Come in, ask us questions about what you want to know in the gaming world. Not just Call of Duty related. We'll take anything gaming related, all right? If, if you got a favorite game that you want our opinion on, we'll talk about it. Again, hey, thank you all so much for watching and listening. Make sure you follow the Twitch, sub to the YouTube, follow the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Share it with your friends and family. If they love talking about Call of Duty, they love talking about games, 
send us their way. See if they like listening. Tell them to come back next week. We'll be here. Till next time, guys. I'm Trep. That's Will. Thank you guys so much for listening. Appreciate y'all. We'll catch you in the next one. Much love. Bye.